my name is Shekulola Salami. It's the Shekulola Salami Show. It's a podcast show set in a virtue cafe. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, um, I don't know what to say. I'm an author, blogger. I do this. I'm a podcaster. I'm a mom. Um, I hope that at the end of the day, so the show is about books and publishing, but possibly not in the way that you might imagine. It's very informal. And I hope that at the end of this episode, you would either be motivated by the guests, inspired by them, or you will learn something new from them today because I try to make sure that in each episode every listener takes something away um you know from investing the time in listening to us go on and on and on so thank you so much for tuning in um I'm in London and I'm a bit frazzled I just feel really frazzled because my boiler packed up yesterday and it's just really been a nightmare right so I've tried I've literally spent all day trying to get a gas engineer to come and sort it out for me so touch wood before the end of today it will be sorted out so you know forgive me for sounding a bit frazzled like just my brain is just all over the place but anyhows right I'm going to have a hot chocolate to try and calm me down and it is a virtue cafe so who have I got here with me Hi, my name is Nicole Stanfield. I'm really excited to be here with you in our virtual cafe. (laughs) Hello. Hey. Um, So I just wanted to uh, let you know that I am an intuition coach and I help online entrepreneurs who feel unfulfilled and struggle to get out of bed in the morning to work through burnout so that they can prosper and love what they do again and so I'm really excited to talk to you today Shagilola and I would like yeah I would like a chai latte please do you know what chai lattes are very popular in my cafe I feel like I should just take one day and actually go through and see what everybody's been asking for because you know prior to having the virtual cafe right I didn't even know because I'm not a Starbucks kind of girl um, I would only ever order a hot chocolate. I'm really boring like that. But it just seems like <laughs> loads more people who come to the, ca- you know, the virtual cafe seem to like chai latte. What is it about chai latte that everyone likes? I almost feel like I should try it. Yeah, you should. Don't, don't, don't do the Starbucks one though. It's really bland and boring. But if you get the right mix, it's really yummy and it's got ginger in it and I think cardamom and some um, other spices that it's just delicious. I love chai. Interesting. I will, I will have to, I will have to give it a try. I, I almost feel like nothing can ever take away my love from hot chocolate, but you know, <laughs> I will, I will have to give, you know, chai latte a try. But anyways, you know, um, what would you like with your chai latte? What would you normally do if you go to a real cafe? I would probably get a scone, blueberry scone. They're my oh, okay. favorite. Do you normally have it with cluttered cream and jam? Oh, I think you guys call it jelly, <gasps> jelly, jelly, jelly. Oh. You know, I had a conversation with a friend, an author who's in America, and we had this, I feel like we're so miserable, right? And we had this whole conversation about jam and jelly, whereas what we call jam in the UK, you guys call it jelly. And I'm like, like, why would you call it jelly? 
You know, I, I don't know about the jam jelly difference, but I do know that we don't have anything like clotted cream because one time I went to a British tea party that was a fundraiser and they had this amazing stuff called clotted cream and I have never tasted anything as delicious in my life. So we our scones are boring. They don't have any clotted cream or delicious jam or jelly, whatever you want to call it. So I'm very jealous. Uh, I definitely don't have clotted cream. I wish I wish that I did. Okay, well, I will offer you, you know, your blueberry scone with virtual clotted cream and jam. <laughs> it is the most delicious thing, right? It just like you have a bite and you just feel like you're going to just pass out. Like, it's like oh. there's some food that I just think that when you have a bite, it feels like you're having, oh my good Lord, like the big O in your mouth. Like that's just how it's <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yes, clotted cream is the number one thing that I've tasted that just gave me the big O in my mouth. Yes, absolutely. But <laughs> we will, we will, let's digress from that. So let me learn a little bit more <laughs> about you. So intuition coach, right? And I know you said about burnout, but what exactly does an, what exactly is an intuition coach? What, it's the word intuition that I'm not sure about in, in your context. Yeah, so I made it up because I feel like it's really important for us to learn how to listen to ourselves. And when I was becoming a coach, it was something that I really struggled with, um, making decisions based on what my heart wanted or what my intuition was saying instead of what was logical, right? And in my past, I've made a lot of logical choices and I haven't been very happy with them. So what I wanted to do was create a form of coaching that I could help people make decisions and listen to themselves and what they needed instead of making it all about, it has to be logical, it has to make sense, it has to, I have to do this job because it's gonna make me money or, or whatever it is, whatever those logical um, lines are. Not saying logic isn't important, but I found that when I make decisions based on my intuition, I was a lot happier. So yeah. I help my clients listen to themselves. Wow, that sounds truly, you know, truly amazing. It's almost like tapping into one sixth sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's cool. So if you get a client, right, because obviously this is not probably one of the most common type of coaching there is, like, how do you pitch to a potential client, you know, the benefits of your particular type of coaching? Yeah, so what I found is that when talking to somebody and they have a, a we sit and have a conversation and I give them an opportunity to share like what's going on for them, what's a challenge for them. And normally that would be like a discovery session where we get to see, okay, based on what you're struggling with, is that something that I can support you in working through? So I primarily focus on helping people become confident decision makers or work through burnout. Burnout's my primary focus right now, but with just general coaching, it would be more of a conversation to say, are we a good fit? Can I support you? Or do you need to talk to someone else? Right. Okay. And so burnout, burnout, how does that work with you? Yeah. So actually I burned out last year. I've been an entrepreneur and had my own business and online marketing business for four years and uh, five years this year. And I, I was successful. I was making money. Um, and at the same time I was angry. I was frustrated. We would accomplish like a big project, like launching website, which is a lot of 
couple months worth of work and I wouldn't be excited about that accomplishment. I wouldn't be proud. I'd just be like, oh, it's another thing done. And I'd be really, I was really, um, I had low energy. I was surviving my weeks during the weekend. I didn't have any time to do anything fun or anything for myself. And last June, I burned out to the point where I took a week off to take time for myself and I needed to go and get more food to eat. And it was, it was like planning a trip around the world. It took so much of my energy just to get off of my couch and go to the store five minutes away. It was crazy. Hmm. So I don't know. Have you ever felt like that before? Oh, I do all the time. I'm a parent, right? (laughs) You know, but when I was in, I was trying to think if there is another, you know, another term that's probably more common because I almost imagine, right? Like the other day I was speaking to someone about depression and he was saying that, you know, it was kind of similar to the way you've described it, you know, where, you know, you want to go out, you're social and everything, right? But then it just takes you that much longer to do so or to find the will to do that. If yeah. that's, that's sort of, yeah, it. yeah. So, so I was just sort of trying to sort of pinpoint it. So, how does burnout differ to everything else? Is it just when someone's just been working really, 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 really hard and their body is like, you know what, that's it. You've, I've had enough now. It's like, I feel like the human body is an organism of its own, right? Like in yeah. my personal life, whenever I've been working really hard, I've not had sleep. I'm really stressed out. I've got all these different things. I actually get a cold, right? And mm-hmm. for me, that's my body telling me that hey girl you need to slow down you'll be you've been working too hard you've not given us time to recharge our batteries is that kind of like what you do or what you were referring to definitely so we can burn out from like finals when we're a student and uh, burn out from a job we don't like that doesn't really serve us and and some of those things right but that's like a oh, I need a couple days to get better or I get sick. And then once I'm done being sick, I'm like, okay, I can go back and next semester will be great or whatever. Right. Yeah. When, so you can burn out like small. When I burned out last year, I wanted to walk away from everything. It was like almost like shutdown mode. And so I didn't get sick, which a lot of times our bodies will show up that way. Definitely. But what happened is that I just, I was like, I'm done with all of this. I want to walk away from my business. I want to walk away from my clients. I canceled all my meetings and all my commitments with my family, everything, because I just didn't, I couldn't handle any of it. So there's some, sometimes that leads people, they can go into depression. And I actually did some online counseling to make sure I wasn't going into depression because I didn't want to be there. And some people, it shows up as like adrenal fatigue, which is more of a manifestation in your body. Hmm. And but what I found is that a lot of times with entrepreneurs specifically, we are so, we're trying to make our businesses work. And so we're so committed to that. And it's like, you almost have to be in burnout to be successful. You have to give up your lunches and then there's nobody making sure you go home at night or that you're stopping working at a certain time. And we're trying to do a side hustle and include all these other things on top of it. And it's like lunch was two hours ago. So I'm, I'm just going to grab an energy bar and keep working because this is, this project is really important. We just put ourselves last so often as entrepreneurs that I feel like 
that's an opportunity where we go into burnout, especially as like creators. If you have to, if you're doing a blog or you're creating videos or you're doing stuff on social media and you have an audience that's following you, you feel like there's this expectation that you're going to lose people if you take time off or you take a break. Yeah. I can see like all the things you were saying right now, it almost feels like you're talking to me. Um, and I guess, I guess that I've been in a probably, I've probably been in a stage of um, burnout for a while, but seriously though, I sometimes think that the human body, when you don't listen to it, it will make you oh, yeah. stop. Right. Like, because I remember yeah. like, you know, I've been running the Virgin cafe for three years and a bit now. And I remember that last year, anyone who's been listening to the show since last year would well since before would notice that between May and possibly September last year, no episode was produced. Right. Like literally mm. I just did not even, it didn't occur to me that I needed to say to record episode. Like I literally just shut down. I was literally, that was it. Shut down, yeah. closed, shop was closed, office was closed. I didn't do anything. Right. You know, and yeah. I was like, that's it. I've had enough. And I think also my body has been sort of saying to me, right, girl, you need to do something about it. Right. Because, you know, I'm a mom, you know, I have to work and I have to do so many different things. And I can imagine a lot of people are feeling that well, especially those who are parents, because you're trying to balance the long hours of being an entrepreneur and then also <laughs> balance with it the long hours of being a parent and that can lead someone to shut down. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so burnout happens. And so this, this book that I read that was amazing called the joy of burnout by Dr. Dina Globerman said that burnout is when one path that you're doing is it's you're done. It stops. So some people see that as like a midlife crisis. Some mm. people see it as a temporary thing. Um, it can look a lot of different ways, but it's, she's like, that's when you're at the end of your, not your rope, but you're at the end of that path, that, that part of your life. And so your body, as you've been talking about, makes you stop. And it does whatever it needs to to make you stop, whether that's getting super sick or that's just not having any energy to do like anything, go to the store, do any adulting things or, or any tasks like that um, for your business, like you were talking about, just not closing the shop and being like, uh, nope, I have nothing more to give. I don't have anything else left. So my question for you is, what made you decide to do it again? What made you decide to reopen and do another recording to be honest i really 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 like recording my podcast right what i mm -hmm. think that so it was it was actually april that i stopped i did my last recording right because i i record in advance so then was probably april or beginning of may right so i went let's more or less say all of may june july august september so i think i had five months of literally just being a bomb Literally all I focused on was being a parent. <laughs> I took my daughter on holiday for a few days. I mean, we didn't go anywhere fancy. We only just went down um, to Norwich, which was sort of like, you know, down, down south. So we live in London. We went to Norwich. You know, we spent a few days. I did a bit of shopping. And, you know, my daughter, we did like trampoline. And it was actually, no, scratch that. It wasn't me who took myself on holiday, right? I had a friend, right, who looked at me and they just go, you need a holiday. You know, like, and I think I'm, I was quite blessed. I looked, I had this friend, 
he just looked at me and he just goes, no, you need a holiday. You look stressed. I took my daughter to um, the doctors for a routine checkup. The doctor looked at me, goes, you look stressed. So my friend, you bless him. He literally just paid. It was only a train journey, right? So he paid for a train journey. We went to Norwich. It was a good, good few days, right? I slept in bed that I didn't have to make. I didn't have to make breakfast. I didn't have to cook. I literally just shut down and enjoyed a change of scenery, right? That was mm-hmm. August. It was like the bank holiday um, in August. Comes t- September, I was re-energized. I just like, you know what, girl, what have you been doing? I need to get back on the saddle and I need to get back to work. And just taking that time was able to help me to get back to things. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of times we forget to take time for ourselves or take time off. We work the holidays. We work the, we don't take the two weeks vacation. Who would you negotiate with if you're your own boss? You yeah. take a two-week vacation. You, you have to talk to yourself and approve that one there. And I mean, the hardest boss I've ever had has been myself, yeah. right? So a lot of times that just taking that downtime, it, it can be super simple that just that train trip and being in a different place where you didn't have to make the bed, that those are amazing things. Super simple. It doesn't have to be super big, but I want to point to something that you said that you said you love doing your radio show. But sometimes we get lost in, well, what's bringing in money? What do I have to do? What are my client work? Um, What am I going to do next? What happens if I lose a client? And you get down that whole rabbit hole and you forget to do the things that give you joy or that you love. And that's part of when I'm coaching with someone or when I'm working with them is encouraging them to take time for themselves as well as find things that are fun and that they love to do. Yeah. Super important. No, it is though, because now that you say this, right, and I didn't think about this, but when I came back, right, I feel, or I felt, or I still feel that that time off was super essential. Not only mm-hmm. did I come back feeling re-energized and reinvigorated, I felt that in terms of the work that I do, I'm doing it better now than before I took the time off. Like for some reason, it just felt like I just had, after taking that time off, I had clarity. I had purpose. I had direction. I knew what I was doing. I knew where I was going. Whereas before, I was just doing it for the sake of it. I didn't have clarity. It was just something that I was doing. I knew I had an idea of what I was doing and the purpose that I was trying to achieve. Whereas now, I feel that I offer better value to the Mm -hmm. people who listen to the show and to the people who come on the show. That's what I think. Yeah. I can hear the joy in your voice. I can hear the passion. I can hear the excitement. I can hear the vision. And that's what we lose when, when burnout happens. And there's, there's three parts of burnout, um, not having energy, uh, feeling cynical and like your work doesn't have meaning. And then the third part is, um, not having, is having low confidence. So with those three, that's when you're in burnout. You can have a couple of them or one of them just be in low energy, but not the other two, right? Yeah. So you may be experiencing a part of burnout. And so maybe taking that vacation is the thing that needed that helped you shift. And it sounds like it was, it was really important for you. And it it's was. totally changed how you are showing up now. 
Oh yes, it it has, right? It was so it was just stuff that I didn't think about, I didn't plan, and it was literally all it took was a friend of mine looking at me and going, "You need a break." Right? And one of the things that I'm so grateful, like I don't think I have lots and lots of friends. I have less than a handful of friends, but my my less than a handful of friends are those ones who I am so grateful for. They're action friends, right? They don't just mm-hmm. talk and say, well, you need a break and just sort of leave it like that. It was like, okay, girl, you need a break. <laughs> Let's go. Let, I'm going to take you somewhere this, right? Because I think it was just, I just looked stressed. I just looked stressed. I sounded stressed. I sounded tired. And he just said, great. Roots is actually my friend's brother, actually. You know, it's like, so he was like much older and he's like, you know, he, he likes to daddy all his younger ones, right? And then he goes, <laughs> great. You need a break. You're stressed. You're tired. You're all of these things. Right. I work here. So you're going to go here. Literally, right? It wasn't a thing of, oh, but I'm, it was open to negotiation or something like that. You know, it was just, I'm telling you, you need a break and you do it. And I remember the year before that I was feeling unwell. And so people who listen to the show, they'll know that, you know, not last year, the year before I was always having a cold, right? Then I had another Mm -hmm. friend of mine. Um, he was actually, he doesn't live in London. He came to London and he saw me and he goes, you don't look good. Right. And that was it. He called an Uber and he dragged me to the doctor's place. Right. Like I think people who work so hard, they need these type of friends in their lives. Right. People who are really bossy and will go, oh, well, I'm taking you to the doctor or you look stressed. You need to go away now and actually do something about it. Yeah. As when we're the ones who have to make all the decisions as an entrepreneur, every choice is on your shoulders and it's exhausting. So then sometimes we put off things about taking care of ourselves. Like I'll ask people, where are you on your to-do list? Do you have something for yourself, not your business, not your family, just for you on your to-do list? Yeah. Do you? Oh, you're asking me. (laughs) I'm asking you. I am asking you. Do you have something for yourself on your to-do list? (laughs) Hmm. right let me see now i have to think about this just give me a second i guess if i have to think about it i don't really i don't really have me in the top in the top priority and it's something that i do know that i will probably change because i went out to dinner along like let me see, probably like a couple of months ago. And there's a friend that I haven't seen in a really, really long time. Right. And then he goes, right. And he's quite cheeky. Right. And then he looks at me <laughs> and he goes, Oh, so becoming, since becoming a parent, you've not let yourself go. And I was like, well, I don't normally make up or I'm not really fashion conscious, but then he goes, Oh yes, but you normally used to wear earrings. And I was like, what? Like my friend noticed that I didn't have on earrings because I just didn't have the time to put on earrings. Like he noticed that something is minute that I didn't put on earrings. And I was like, oh, okay. And then the other day I was reading about self-care. And this is stuff that I realized that I've not been looking at myself or looking after mm-hmm. myself as much as I probably should. Because again, there's so much I have on my to-do list, right? And one of the things that I read, it was someone else who shared the link with me, like a a blogger, right? And one of the self-care tips was that you should stop what you're doing now and go and buy yourself a lipstick. And I feel bad saying it. I still haven't (laughs) bought myself a lip gloss. I I normally use lip gloss and I haven't, I 
Oh, okay. You're having a coaching session with me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of what it would feel like. I get to ask some questions. I do a lot of listening and it's an opportunity to um, discover some of the things that you might want to shift or change so that like burnout doesn't happen again. Yes. We all are focused on like, we don't, we don't want to feel that way again. Uh, but maybe that what we, when we felt that way, maybe that's what gave us permission to be our true selves. So I know that when I was in burnout, I was like, I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know what's going on. What am I supposed to do? And I had to piece together all these different things that were um, using different resources, right. To get out of it. Yeah. And then I realized that, I wanted to be able to, to find a way to help other people, to, to help them get out of it. And part of that is being like, I have to take care of myself first. I have to build habits that support me. I have to prioritize myself. So now I have some ways of identifying, like if I'm really grumpy, I'm frustrated, that probably means that I have been pushing myself too much and I need to take a step back. I need to take some me time. So I have some of those triggers and some ways of self-identifying where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That sounds really, um, you know, interesting. So if you were going to give someone five tips, you know, just to summarize, because like I said, I always get, I have baby brain, right? If you were going to summarize it for people to have five tips to take away from listening to you today on how to prevent burnout or how mm -hmm. to handle burnout, what would those tips be? Just five. Okay. First, take your lunch. I don't care when you take it, but at least take 30 minutes for yourself in your day to eat food for your body and yes. go to the bathroom. Like when we're not doing those things, that's not good. Uh, so number two is my number one tip for getting out of burnout is meditation, mindfulness meditation, like five minutes. Um, and it will totally shift how your brain functions. And my number three tip is to create a gratefulness journal. So it can be super simple. At the end of the day, writing down one thing, three things that you're grateful for, whatever they are. It'll also help shift some of that cynicism that we were talking about that can show up with burnout. Yeah. And then another thing is taking 15 minutes a day and doing something that you enjoy doing um, for you, just for you, not because it makes you healthy, not because it's what your mom told you should do, something that you love to do. So for me, that might be reading or taking a walk or taking a nap, like, right? That'd be lovely. Yeah. And then the fifth one is um, learning how to say no in a way that you don't feel guilty. So basically when you decide to put yourself first and you say, I have needs too, and they're just as important as your needs as someone else's needs, then it takes the, it shifts away from, I have to fall on the sword all the time. I have to sacrifice myself for my business, my clients, my family, my spouse, my kids, whatever it is. And you get to tell yourself, if it's not good for me, it's not good for them. Yeah. If you go and do something you feel obligated to do, then you'll be resentful and you'll be frustrated and, and you won't enjoy it. 
and then you'll bring that attitude to the event and it'll rub off on the people that you're talking to and that you're at the same event with. So if you don't want to go do it, if it's not good for you, it's not good for them. Yeah. No, that sounds really good. Um, and if someone wanted to connect with you, um, how can they do it? <clears throat> yeah. So they can visit my website, myintuitioncoach.com. And they can go to my apply page and set up a strategy session where we sit down and talk about where they're at, what they want to accomplish, and if I can help them or not. They could also email me at info at myintuitioncoach.com. Okay. So you're going to do to them, do for them something like what you've just done to me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Are you on Twitter by any chance? I am. I am. It's at capital N, excuse me, at capital N, capital J, A M E S, lowercase A M E S, and 628. So N James 628. Yeah. You said that much better than I did. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fine. Um, Okay. No, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, chatting with you. And I, you know, you've definitely reminded me that I, because self-care is something that I know that I've not done as much of, um, and I really need to get back into it. Um, And, you know, it's been really lovely chatting with you because now I've got to make sure that within the next seven days, I'm going to go and buy myself that lip gloss. I really need to do it. Yay! Um, so that's, that's my promise. So within seven days, I will try to uh, go and do that. Um, but awesome. yes, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and I hope to chat with you again sometime soon in the virtual cafe, which is the Shagilola Salami show. Bye now. Bye. <laughs>